Quit eating your burgers off a coffee table. If you want to eat a burger, put it on a bar. Follow your instincts to B-dubs for the new All-American Cheeseburger. Fresh, juicy beef smashed till it's crispy around the edges, covered in gooey cheese, and stacked to the ceiling with deliciousness. And knock that baby down with a frosted beer at the bar, just like the sports gods intended. The new All-American Cheeseburger at Buffalo Wild Wings. Roar! Please drink responsibly. Quit eating your burgers off a coffee table. If you want to eat a burger, put it on a bar. Follow your instincts to B-dubs for the new All-American Cheeseburger. Fresh, juicy beef smashed till it's crispy around the edges, covered in gooey cheese, and stacked to the ceiling with deliciousness. And knock that baby down with a frosted beer at the bar, just like the sports gods intended. The new All-American Cheeseburger at Buffalo Wild Wings. Roar! Please drink responsibly. Hey guys, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the new live-action Aladdin movie, uh, Ian's uh, two new jobs, and Brandon's butthole. Fucking finally. Yeah. Welcome to the latest episode of the Breakfast Lads Tribunal. This is Jake. This is Brandon. This is Ian. Uh, today, uh, we, we've got a pretty packed schedule. Uh, Don't want to brag. We've got a lot packed. of things got to a lot. talk about. We're going to go off on some tangents. I'm just assuming. We usually do yeah. at some point. but I think so. Uh, I think, Ian, you brought up uh, we should talk about the new Aladdin. I've seen a lot of... Uh, <sighs> I, I, I haven't yeah. even, like, okay, I saw one trailer for it uh, when I went to a movie one time, and I was like, oh, this looks cool. Um, it's the only movie Jake's ever been to. He, well, I haven't been one to time. it. One time. Well, and Look, guys, I enjoyed myself, okay? Don't <laughs> make me feel bad about it. Well, and that's the thing. Like, everybody has seen trailers for those movies where they're like, oh, this is going to be garbage. And then they actually see it, like, later on, a yeah. date a date talks them into going and actually seeing the movie, or they finally see it on HBO or TBS or whatever. And then they're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Like, I actually enjoyed it. Right. This looks like a steamer. Like, this looks like a heaping pile of fucking Guy Ritchie shit. Yeah, which, Guy Ritchie hasn't made a movie in a while, and... Uh, Part of me wants it to be just like a Middle East lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> right? Like, I like the the cast overall. I think the, like, casting-wise, very good. You know, you but do the that, showcasing like, of it. Yeah, you, the, like, you have the Middle Eastern uh, cast, yeah. um, except for Genie, who a new trailer just <sighs> came out recently that showed... Will Smith as full-on blue genie. In and blue face. I'm like, oh, 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 no. He's just going to play Will Smith again. He's just he's right. the fresh prince in a lamp. And somebody's already put out, uh, or somebody on Reddit posted like a, a fresh prince take on, on Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Like, in West, like... It was pretty good. Like, I'd have to Western look it up. Arabia, born and raised, in a lamp, something, something. something yeah, yeah, something. yeah. <laughs> and it was actually pretty funny. It's like, huh. It's like, People are quick nowadays. Yeah, but it... Just... I can think of... Eight other actors who would have been great as Genie. Yeah. Um, 
Who are they? Uh, I would have loved to see Terry Crews as Genie. Ooh. Just big buff. He's got the co- uh, comedic timing down yeah. for it, too. Yeah. Uh, just just big buff Genie, just like flexing his pecs every once in a while. I agree That'd with that. That'd be great. Um, Andy Serkis, who's done a lot wow, of motion okay. capture. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who that is. Andy Serkis is a guy that played Gollum. And did um, Caesar, oh. Caesar and Planet of the Apes. Okay. Which, yeah, those, yeah. the newer Planet of the Apes movie, so underrated. Absolutely. So underrated. Absolutely. I saw, I saw the, um, uh, the, the, the last one, and by the end of it, completely forgot that it was yeah. computer animated. Absolutely. Huh. It's so well done and well written, and not enough well, uh, I, I attention loved, was paid. I love the fact that it was a trilogy, <laughs> and each movie... Um, like usually in a trilogy you have the same actors playing the leads and it just kind of like okay it's just a continuation of the same story but <clears throat> i think uh, throughout the whole trilogy caesar was the only one that stayed throughout all three movies like the first one you had james franco and the second one you had gary oldman and then in the third one you had uh, woody harrelson step in as like the the antagonist Right. And Woody Harrelson was great. He was amazing. He was so... When like, I saw him in the trailer, I was like, no fucking way. And uh, it just... It blew my mind. It's like a trilogy uh, where where the main cast changes and the only one that stays the same are, are the group of gorillas that, that chase them or the chimps or apes or whatever you want to call them. But um, I thought that was such a cool concept. Like, um, But in... On, on back on track with the genie, like I think the thing that made Robin Williams work so well was that he was being Robin Williams, which is just all over the place. He was yeah, absolutely like insanely animated, and like he himself like, was just kind of a cartoon character yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, like there are, I think, so many better, uh, even like lesser known comics that could have been like this is their big break yeah part of me just really wants to see Kyle Kinane as the genie oh my god (laughs) that would be so great (laughs) like Aladdin what are you doing (laughs) what are you doing look at what you're doing what are you doing (laughs) I like Kyle Kinane I I think I'm probably alone I think I'm the lone man on the podcast that I I'm excited to see what Will Smith does I'm gonna give him a chance Get out. I'm going to give him a chance. I just think... You can't kick me out of your own house. <laughs> Wait, Jake, that's exactly how it works. No, uh, there's, there's a guy on Facebook. He did, like, Vines and YouTube videos and stuff like that. First name, Jamie. I forget his last name. I'll, I'll, I, yeah. He does a spot-on Robin Williams impersonation. I feel like that would have been Jamie, um... The guy from Malibu's Most Wanted? That Jamie? No. No. No, no, no. Not Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, not Jamie Kennedy. No. Okay. Jamie Kennedy has been in a couple movies of his own that he didn't do well in. So I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want him to be put up to task to like continuing Robin Williams, you know, legacy. Yeah. No, uh, I was mainly joking cuz it was the first Jamie that popped in my head. Oh, okay. All right. But um yeah, this guy <laughs> he does a spot on uh, Robin Williams impersonation. I feel like if they did just a computer animated uh, genie and put his voice in there, it would have fucking worked. Yeah, I mean, but Jamie Costa. 
Yeah, Jamie Coast fan. I just, yeah. I guess, I don't want another Robin Williams. I want a new Jamie. Robin well, Williams. Right. Is dead. I want to see Robin Williams is dead, Brandon. Don't too soon. Don't you do this to me. He's too dead. Soon. We're gonna call cry, cry on, on this podcast. podcast. I will. I will. Brandon and I are the same fucking wavelength. Right? He died four and a half years ago, guys. Ugh. Ugh. I think so. Just Pretty about sure two thousand fourteen. Just about. Anyways, like, take, can we take a break already? I need to cry. <laughs> a I had the opportunity to meet him once. <laughs> did you? Did you really? Yes. Did I mean now when you say you had the opportunity, did you actually meet him? Like one on one. No. Really? Sure. Yes. Huh. Um, me and my buddy Johnny, we were, we were here in the Quad Cities, and we were both eighteen, and didn't have a job, and we were kind of like wondering when the next or what the next step was. And we were sitting in his car. We went to a gas station, got a newspaper, and saw that there was, um, in the classifieds, there was a little article, um, or a little snippet that said, do you enjoy the road rules, real world lifestyle? You know, are <laughs> you're you, like, nope. Are you between these ages, you know, um, call this number or whatever. So mm-hmm. we called the number, and uh, this lady told us that, or asked us a couple questions, like, you got anything holding you down? Your wife, kids, you know? you know, warrants, anything like that? Like, no, 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 no. And she's like, okay, well, um, typed a couple things in the computer. Um, you guys have a, a bus ticket waiting for you um, at the Moline bus station or, or at, the huh. Dav- at the Davenport bus station. I was like, okay, cool. So we said goodbye to our families and all that, packed a couple bags and, and went down to the Davenport bus station like at midnight when they're not running buses. And uh, we called, and we're like, hey, uh, you gave us bad information. Like, what the hell? And she's like, sorry, we'll get back to you. And called us a couple hours later and said, we got it all fixed up. We're, we're sending you to the Moline bus station. You'll go up from there. So at first we're like, okay, this is kind of iffy. And then we hopped on a bus, and it was like a, a three-day bus ride out to San Francisco. And we met up. What? We met up with these other people um, at a hotel out there. It was a bunch of kids like our age, like in between 18 and 24. Uh-huh. And it was literally like a bunch of kids that were running away from home that got talked into fucking going door to door selling magazine subscriptions. Nice. Like, and they're like, oh yeah, it's the best, dude. You know, uh, independence, individual or individuality, creativity, all this shit. It's it's awesome. You just gotta work on your sales pitch. And there were a bunch of kids going door to door telling them that they were selling magazine subscriptions for like college tuition and all this shit, which was bullshit. They were they were selling uh, magazine subscriptions to get food at KFC mm-hmm. and then move to the next town to whatever hotel they were staying at. Um and so me and my buddy Johnny we tried it out. I was out there for a week before I'm like, this isn't, this is going nowhere. Um, and then one of the last days I was out there, they wait. Wh- so you were selling, magazine? yeah, yeah. I thought that you were going to be on the real world. Negative. They just they in the uh, in the in the little snippet they asked if if you enjoyed the road rules real world lifestyle, which was basically <laughs> their way of selling you on like, hey, you want to travel, like on Jesus the Christ. on the dirt cheap. Like, yeah. So. How, how many magazines did you sell? Negative. Bought. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were a couple doors I went up to. They were like, "You give me money." <laughs> so, um, what they would do is every morning 
they'd wake you up at the hotel, you'd get the continental breakfast at the hotel, which was like cereal, a carton of milk, and a donut. Love that. You're right. And then throw you in a in a passenger van and they'd drive you to whatever neighborhood they wanted. They'd say, This looks nice, and drop you off at the corner and say, Be back here at this corner in two hours. Uh. Okay. And then you'd have to walk however many blocks you could, selling whatever you could, and then meet back at that corner in two hours. And if you weren't at that corner for uh, within like the 10 minutes that they stopped, you just got left. Jeez. Yeah. So one of the last days, they dropped me off in this nice neighborhood, and they said, be back here in two hours. I was like, okay. And by that time, I was already feeling down on my luck, and I was like, this is shit. And so um, I ended up walking around, and they always told us, if you see a gate... Like, if it's closed, don't jump it. That's illegal. Okay. But if it's open, go ahead and walk in, walk up to the door. And if they're like, hey, you broke in. It's like, no, your, your gate was open. Like, yeah, we're good. Which is still kind of shady, but it's like, well, Pretty whatever. Sure. Whatever you got to do to make the sale, I guess. So uh, <laughs> I came up on this property, and gate was wide open. And, and it was pretty far away from the main roads. So I walk in. Uh, I walk up to the door, big tall door, big windows on the side, and I knocked, and this big, like, big curly-haired dog is just barking in the window. I'm like, fuck it, I gotta get out of here. And as I'm turning around, the door opens, and I hear, and I hear can I help you? And I turn around, and it's fucking Robin Williams. Get the <laughs> fuck out. I go, no fucking way. Like, and it's about this time that you're supposed to kick in your spiel. Like, hi, sir. I'm just... But the whole time I could just go, uh, I, ha- I had something to say. But, and, and he's like, he, rather than like slam the door in my face and like, fuck off, kid, get off my property and walk back inside. Like he stood in the doorway, sat there and talked to me for a minute, even ended up closing the door and like stepping out. On the on the front step with the me. veranda, <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever you call it out there, and talk to me for maybe two or three minutes. But I, he's Did like, you amazing. No, <laughs> he he's like he's like, what are you doing out here, man? Like, I I really like the real world road rules life. <laughs> and and he's like, are you are you out here to be an actor? Are you out here to do any of this? I was like, I I would love to, but that's that's not what brought me out here you know yeah. what I mean and he finished up the conversation with me real short he's like he's like go home man like you're you're still a young kid go spend <laughs> go spend time with your mother you know hug hug your dad tell him you're sorry you know that, <laughs> that kind of shit you know? I, I can actually imagine him saying that like yeah. just getting real daddy with yeah. oh that sounded weird getting real daddy <laughs> like getting real daddy with it damn you know? it millennials he fucked but, it up but he he finished it up he, he wrapped it all up with a tiny bow and uh, with a nice little tiny bow and fucking patted Set me on the you shoulder on your way. He said, he said, you have no business out here, man. You know, freaking go home. Yeah. Hug, he's like, go home, hug your dad, kiss your what mom. What city were you in? San Francisco. Oh, you were in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh. And he's like, he's like, this place will eat you up, kid. Well, he said, he said, uh, go home, you know, uh, say you're sorry to your dad, kiss your mother, tell him you love him. Uh, you got no business out here, Regan. You seem like a nice kid, and I'll be honest with you. Out here, the sharks have learned how to live on land. Oh, shit. And I was like, fucking Christ. And with that, he patted me on the shoulder, walked back inside. I left. I went and sat at the corner for the next 45 minutes to an hour, whatever. 
van came and picked me up. I sat in the van ride back to the hotel all quiet, got to the hotel, and I told the guy that was leading it, I was like, I, I got to go home. You got to send me home. And he's like, I've, I've never had anybody that's been wanting to send home, so give me a minute. Let me make a couple calls, and I'll figure that out. I'm like, okay. And <clears throat> a couple hours later, he came to my hotel room and said, we got a ticket for you to go home, so... Get out of here. Bye. Yeah. Damn. And I shit. and I came home and <clears throat> Robin that, Williams changed your life. Yeah. So when the news came out that he died, I was heartbroken. Like mm-hmm. I was I was fucking tore up. Uh, <clears throat> no, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't know. Uh, I got I got nothing. I was just telling right. the story of <laughs> of how you reminded me that I got my heart broken once. Uh, that I know. See, this is this is the tangent that Ian was talking about us going on earlier. You could say I'm a fortune teller. <laughs> uh, so my uh, similar story like that. Um, I was working. Uh, I was in Ohio. I moved there thinking because I was like in the middle of my drug addiction and I couldn't stop doing drugs. And I was like, I'll just move. I'll go to a new place. I won't know where any drugs are. Uh, and I'll get my life together, right? Th- yeah. This was my good plan at, like, I think I was 29 years old or something, 20 yeah. or 29. So I, I moved in with my aunt at mm-hmm. the ripe age of 29, um, and I get kicked out of my aunt's house for uh, for stealing drugs that she had. Uh, sorry, Aunt Beck. Love you. Uh and then I'm like just trying to find jobs. I, I got this job going door to door trying to sell cable. Uh, it did not work. I think I sold like two packages to people yeah. uh, because they promised like an Xbox 360 or something like if you signed up. Oh, no shit. A lot of people don't want Xbox 360s apparently. Yeah. Uh, that didn't work out, so I got this new job. I found this new job going door to door, but it was... Um, soliciting donations for this company called Working America. And they're like, they are a branch of the AFL-CIO, which is the largest, like, conglomerate of unions in the country, right? Okay. Uh, But we weren't doing anything with the unions. We were trying to, like, get people to donate to, like, uh, so that they could work on um, stuff like uh, universal health care and wage increases and stuff like that, right? Right. So, one day, uh, and, like, I was decent at that. I wasn't great, but I was okay. And uh, one day, they're like, we're going to Yellow Springs, Ohio. And I knew that Dave Chappelle lived in Yellow Springs, Ohio, for part of the year, at least, right? And this was, like, right pretty soon after, I feel like he... Or not soon after, but he was, like, on his hiatus. Like, he wasn't doing any stand-up. He wasn't doing a show. And... uh, we, you know, it's kind of like you. We all had like certain like neighborhoods that we would canvas, you know. Right. And I looked, and his house was on my route, you know. Oh shit! And I was like, should I go up and like ask him for money? And they're like, if he's on your route, yeah. I mean, you hit every house. And so I like knocked on the door, <laughs> and a few dogs barked, and nobody ever came. But uh, so my story is less cool. But I was like, <laughs> there was like that brief moment where I was like. Oh man, maybe I'm gonna meet Dave Chappelle, and then I realized like, what am I gonna say if Dave Chappelle comes to the door? You know, right. like, am I gonna ask him for money for <laughs> this organization that I work for? Well, even in my head, it's still pretty cool. Like, <clears throat> the idea that you got to his house and maybe like 
he just didn't want to answer the door, but he was a couple rooms away. Like, that's still a cool idea I mean, of mine. Yeah. It's like you and Dave Chappelle really shared in the, shared the same, same area. It, maybe. I mean, I'm guessing that, you know, <coughs> I, I talked to a few, or like, actually, his next door neighbor right next to him. Yeah. Um, gave us some money, maybe twenty bucks, not a lot, but you know they like that whole town is very liberal, and Working America is a liberal organization, you know. Yeah. So everybody there kind of clean house. We made a lot of money that day, but I was talking to the guy, and he like invited me in, and like he's like, "You want some tea or coffee or something?" And I was right. like, "Yeah, sure." Right. Um, and he's like, "Yeah, Dave invites us over all the time, man. He'll, you know, we barbecue or, you know, just, like, hang out and sit in the lawn and talk. And yeah. Like, he's a really cool dude. He's just real quiet and, you know, he doesn't like a lot of attention. But, yeah, like, I get that, you know. Like, Where is the town he lives in again? He probably said it, but... He lives in D.C. Uh, for, like, six months <laughs> out of the year, and then he lives in Yellow Springs, Ohio. Yellow Springs. That's close to Dayton, I believe, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, because my uh, <coughs> I have some real friends, close to Springfield and pretty close to Dayton. Uh, actually, Maybe my friend hour. Uh, Aaron, who is oh, uh, yeah, on the uh, the Drive-In podcast yeah, right here on Eventide Network. Ding. <laughs> Little shout out to Aaron there. He lives in Dayton uh, with his wife, and uh, I think he was talking to me once about how you know they wanted to make like a little road trip up to Yellow Springs. It's a really cool town. It's honestly just like a real small town with, you know, like uh, maybe a grocery store and a few Mm -hmm. like, you know, like one theater and a few like appliance stores and stuff like that. You know, it's not real big, but Mm -hmm. um, I think it's Antioch University, which is like one of the most liberal colleges in the country. So the whole town is like professors and then just the people who work in the town but and Dave Chappelle and Dave Chappelle <laughs> which I've heard that they're like they're and like they're his, very protective of Dave Chappelle yeah from what I've heard yeah they they said like when he goes out in town nobody really talks to him unless like he like they're like yeah if you're working and he comes up and is like buying something from you you talk to him but like you know they just kind of leave him alone and like his house is uh, you know I mean it's a nice house but it's nothing extravagant you know yeah. it's like maybe a two two story maybe three story like you know a few thousand square feet but it's not a mansion by any means you know right. it's just a, it's it's a nice house you yeah. know like his lawn looks like you know like any of us would live there you know it's not like yeah. well manicured or anything he just you know he's a regular and, dude and the the numbers on his house like where the address would be what order were those in again <laughs> I uh, you said just <laughs> Jake's like I signed a paper. I can't. I can't do it. No, I used to. Uh, I I honestly don't remember. I, I think actually, so I have a. Oh no, it wouldn't be on that. I used to have the picture like on actually. My, I think it's on my Facebook, but yeah. I, I like covered up the address. You know, I think you can actually like I looked up to make sure that I had the city right, and there's yeah. a picture of his house. You might be able to just find out where it is, but you know. If I'll, you go and I'll knock on the door, it. he's not going to answer, probably. Probably no. not. Of course not. But, uh, yeah. Cool city. You think he ever gets ding-dong ditched? Just like, boom, boom. <laughs> oh, I'm Like sure. a bunch of, like, little kids are like, we got this guy. Oh, <laughs> no, it's Rick James, bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you motherfuckers. I make my own cup. Uh, do you want to take a little, a little break? 
Chris, yeah, I didn't come back. And, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Will Smith, I'm rooting for you, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I hope he does a good job. I'm just worried that it's going to be like, like, hey, we're cool, right? All right, you should meet my friend Carlton. I'm sorry, different universe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a poo. Uh, yeah, no, I. that's the thing. I'm, I'm rooting for Will Smith in this, but from the trailers, it doesn't give me a whole lot of hope. Right, and he just, yeah, he just looks clunky. Well, and, yeah, and so far from the from just the trailers, it looks like it's Will Smith doing, like, being the face of the genie, it, the face and the voice of the genie, and that's it. It's not yeah. Will Smith playing a character. Mm-hmm. It's Will Smith as Will Smith the genie. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's where I'm worried. But <clears throat> either way. Um, so we'll take a quick commercial break and we'll be back momentarily. Stick around. Want to know where to find the best hidden musical gems on the internet? Mike Shea and Robert Yetter have got you covered. Tune in Wednesday nights at 5 p.m. for the latest episode of Track Record. Brought to you by Eventide Entertainment. Talking about movies is what Aaron Lopez does best. We are talking about the greatest show. Thor Ragnarok. Love, Simon. Hereditary. With an army of special guests. Jordan Lopez. Aaron Brewer. Jack Elliott. My good friend Carly. Special moments you don't want to miss. The very first ever drunk drive-in. We are more looking at the Oscar nominations. So grab some snacks and a cold drink. Let's all go to the lobby, refill your drinks. Every Thursday. Eventide Entertainment presents The Drive-In. Welcome back to the Breakfast Lads, everybody. <laughs> Ian's been traumatized for good now. We were, we were just talking about my vasectomy, but we'll move on. So <laughs> Ian's got three jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I've got three jobs and two testicles, and I'd like to keep it that way. They don't take the testicles for the yeah. love of God. Not yet. Well, that's what they tell you, but how do you know? Maybe they put in <laughs> some fake ones, right? <laughs> Maybe they just the snippy snip that in the burn that you they, you they, just they took one of my testicles, but you've still got two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they took one of them. <laughs> I was I super math, fertile. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I was so fertile. Woo. Well, he must have been super fertile because it took us like no freaking time and effort to get it done. Also, guys, Trish is here now. Okay. Trish, Taco Trish, Trish is here. Taco Trish. Taco Trish is in the mix. I was going to say, considering it took us, what, two whole months to get pregnant with Jack? You're fucking right out of the gate. Gotta love that Mexican engineering. Hey, <laughs> you gotta love the fact that friggin' it friggin' took the doctors in Iowa City all that time and effort to, to get everything tied up and set right, and we went down to Mexico, and those Mexican doctors undid that shit in 45 minutes. Hell yeah. It's done. What? Really? Yeah. yeah. You went to Mexico to get undid? Yeah. Some real shit. Real Bravo Wait, you Mexico. did or? Yeah. We both went. Oh, well, shit. he went with and me, I, obviously. I got tacos in this bitch. Mexican <laughs> authentic tacos like a mom. So was it like a was it like a doctor's office slash taco stand? Like <laughs> no, no, it was it was while a, you wait. Well, sort of. It was it was a low budget Mexican hospital. Like they had, I want to say maybe six or seven rooms total in that place. For how much does shit cost? Uh, uh, Twenty bucks and a three pack. three thousand. Pack three thousand and three dollars for the tacos. <laughs> well, no, but here's the thing. Like, so we're waiting for me to go into surgery, and this nurse comes in with this bowl of like homemade 
like vegetable beef soup and I'm like it was a whole tray like she came in with like a lunch tray like your grandma would bring you when you were sick in bed and I'm like oh I can't eat because I have surgery she's like no 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 that's for him she brought him lunch (laughs) while they were waiting for me to go to surgery I'm like oh that fucking looks delicious it was the best it It, was the best it was I could tell just by looking at it so while I get, I do vaguely remember after surgery, once we got me to my room, the doctors who had been chatting at Brandon all day were like, are you hungry? Did you eat? I was like, Look Did you miss me. dinner? And then he's like, I'm hungry. if you want, I'm heading down. I got to run some errands. I'll bring you back some food from down the street. You like, you like tacos? And, well, yeah. <laughs> Brandon just starts drooling. I'm sorry. So this doctor pops out on a couple errands and brings back this huge sack of food, and he's like, "He's like, I gotta go to the store to get the anesthet." Or you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he they went to I guess like a restaurant down the street or whatever. It, imagine where like in a Mexico, small town. Rio Bravo. It's about 15 minutes inside. Uh, you're next to the border. Yeah, and you were about 15 minutes inside that. Uh, Doctor's office. Yeah, I, I paused and it sounded weird. I'm sorry, guys. No, we we used Google Translate. We got a room that had Wi-Fi and we used Google Translate anytime we had to chat up the staff. Like half of them spoke pretty well, you know, pretty good English, and the other half some not. Not, and so anytime we'd run into a, a communication issue, we'd use Google Translate, and it would speak perfect. into it, and then Google would pump out the English. Wait, you went to Mexico, and you didn't speak Spanish right away. Correct. Come on. I, but we went prepared with Respect Google the Translate. Culture. If you if you go if you go to another country, you have to know their language, or why are you even there to steal we their jobs? Basics, <laughs> but not enough for like medical instruction. Where do you al baño? I, Where is the bathroom? I, Where can I go to the bathroom? I, I know that uh, I know that we went down there uh, having spent uh, a lot of our savings on this procedure, and all I had in my wallet was like forty bucks. No, no, I, you had like a hundred dollars, like U.S. Okay, and so I took a twenty out of my out of my wallet and tried to use the the vending machine, and it wouldn't take American bills. So I had to go That's up. Weird. Yeah. So I had to go. I had to go up to the counter and like, hi. Uh, would you be able to change this out for me, the, the pesos or, or whatever I need for the vending machine? And she's like, she's like, yeah, just keep it low, keep it down. It's like, this is twenty dollars. Like I'm yeah. gonna get mugged. And she gave me back like a bunch of bills and a bunch of coins, and I ran back to the room that she was in I was like we're fucking rich down here (laughs) we really were too that's the terrible part about it like I think it was like the conversion rate at the time was like one American dollar was like 13 pesos 11 or 13 pesos what can you get with 13 pesos Uh, a pop oh (laughs) no cause like one thing in the vending machine was like 10 pesos so but it was still like one American dollar so who cared it was like, man, we're living high. It's like kings down here. I had a bunch of bills. How, about, like how much cocaine did you get when you were down there? Well, I was drugged up from like prescription drugs while I was down there, so I don't know. Did you do a lot? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's when uh, when I was still using, and I was like, I'm never gonna quit doing drugs. There, there was a time where like I had heard that you can get like any prescription drugs you want down there, and obviously. 
they make heroin down there too. Right. Uh, and I was like, I'm just gonna move to Mexico and just like live like a king. I was you like, really yeah. could. For like two weeks, and then I uh, like. And then you'd be dead. Yeah, and then I'd be dead, or <laughs> I'd just run out of money. I'd have to go back and. I can't feel my heart. More money. Do I even have a heart? Right. What's this scar from? I sold it for this diamond. Yeah, I know I gave up a kidney. I felt really confident that I only needed one. But the other things I'm not as sure about. I give up half my liver, it'll grow back. It really will. So And uh, honestly, you don't even need a spleen. That's true. Yeah, fuck so, my spleen. It's optional. Yeah. So, uh, I don't even know what it does. <laughs> so Ian Nobody has three jobs is. now. I have three jobs now and still two testicles. There you nice. go. So, so for you. So, yeah. I, so you got a new job where? I There is, in Bettendorf, uh, there is a new kind of sports complex, uh, uh, arcade, uh, bowling alley. It's it's a whole bunch of things wrapped into this one building. Um, and uh, my, one of my friends is the bar manager over there. And he came into uh, my bar with his fiance, uh, the bar that I'm working at now, uh, uh, last Monday. And we were just... You know, chatting, like, uh, I guess it was uh, her birthday. So we were like, oh, happy birthday. And they're, uh, you know, having a couple beverages. And they both work out there. And they're both, like, higher-ups. And they were jokingly like, well, if you ever need another bar game. And I'm like, please, <laughs> get me out of here. Because uh, just management at the bar that I'm at right now is up. Well, I can tell you from having been to the Betplex, they need a bartender that knows what the hell they're doing. Uh, Brandon was talking about that earlier. They had no idea how to make a tequila sunrise. Uh, it's and tequila, and then you capture sunlight oh. in a jar. <laughs> well, it's like, not okay. that hard, guys. You it's moonshine. really not. But tell, tell me if I'm wrong, because I'm not a I mean, I bartended before, but like once, you know, because right. I was a server and the bartender no-showed, you know. Right. They're like, hey, somebody needs to go man the bar, and I was like, I'll give it a shot, you know. Right. I got uh, Google. Yeah. Uh, but a tequila sunrise is just tequila, orange juice, and a little grenadine. A little splash of grenadine on top. That's yeah. it. Okay. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It, a gin it, and tonic. Suck it, bartenders. Right. A gin and tonic. It's it's in the realm of like this is basic bar. Well, and there's like, some things where like kind of thing. Yeah, like if somebody said I want a cosmopolitan, I'd probably have to look that up. I have a basic idea of what it right. is. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, that's I the would thing. Like everybody has a smartphone. Like everybody on earth right now in a bartending job has a smartphone. If they have no idea what the hell they're doing, they can literally Google it yeah. in 13 seconds. You have a seconds. recipe book in your phone. Right. But yeah. yeah. And uh, when I asked of like, I was like, I know it's a long shot, but I'm in an adult bar place. Is there any possibility of a martini? They're like, on the rocks? I'm like, no, we're going to stop right now. <laughs> we, we have, no, no. I don't think you know where I'm at at all. They're like, they're like what's vermouth? Yeah, no, it's do like, can you just sweet or dry? It? Well, do you want a dirty martini or a regular martini? Or right. Do you want just gin in a glass with a couple olives? What are Seriously, we talking about? and that's it, too. It's like, I, I, you can skip the vermouth. You can just, can you do gin and olive juice and olives? Can you do that? And they're like, on the rocks? I'm like, no, we're done. That's not, that's we're not what super it, done. If you put ice in there, I will murder you. Yeah. I mean, you're supposed to... You chill the glass, chill. but with right. gin, you don't necessarily always want to shake it because right. it can it can bruise the gin or ruin some of the flavor of it. Yeah, no. Uh, so you want to with a gin martini, you do generally want to stir it in a nice glass and then uh, strain it into the glass that you're going to use. Right. And Ian works with our youth. 
<laughs> what do you think I teach them, them during the day? Right, exactly. Let me tell you some things, kids. He's helping them learn these important life skills of not bruising gin. Yeah. These, this is this is life lessons. Let Mr. Ian tell you a couple of things about whiskey. All right, here we go. Uh, but there no, I'm excited so to be out at Netflix. Um, I I went in for a quote unquote interview on Saturday. Uh, and they had me there for like five minutes and were like, you seem like you know what you're doing and don't suck. I'm like, well, I try not to. It's a general rule. I try not to suck. Sometimes I do. Um, But I try not to be a terrible person and, you know, do my job. But I'm doing that, and then I have another friend who is a bar manager at Crew, which is downtown Davenport. Yep. Um, (laughs) Shout out to Crew. Uh, which is more, ooh, ooh. it's not um, like other bars in the Quad City. Like other bars in the Quad City is very like straightforward, uh, you know, craft beers, domestic bottles. Yeah. Uh, if you want a cocktail, it's going to be something like a whiskey sour, rum and coke. Like just general stuff. Crew is more geared towards people who want, you know, uh, a little bit classier drinking experience. And I, I don't mean like, like it's not ritzy. They're looking for a Tom Collins. But if, if you want an old-fashioned or if you go in there and you ask for a Negroni or if you go in there and ask for um, like a daiquiri, they're not going to do like a Dac-Fac frozen thing. They're going to make a legit daiquiri. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be well done, well made. Uh, like my buddy who is the... Uh, Bar manager now there worked at a bar in New York, mm. and like a few different bars uh, under the same company. But I mean, he was serving celebrities like John Mulaney, uh, Robert De Niro. I think Hannibal Burris was in there. Nice. The restaurant he was in uh, a few times, um, and uh, he's got just this insane knowledge of liquor and the service industry and food and everything so I'm excited to be at crew just to learn more from him one of the other bartenders there also has just this insane amount of knowledge of you know cocktails and wine and beer and I actually I went there we went there for a little bit on uh, New Year's Eve this year Mm -hmm. and uh, one of the bartenders made me you know like a, a mocktail it was super good man I mean it was just like uh, a little soda water, I think, some ginger, pineapple juice, uh, a little, uh, I don't know how he did it, like a little ha- jalapeno Ooh, uh, yeah. in there to, you know. They ask every once in a while, go in there on a Tuesday um, when my friend's working, and every once in a while he's just like, I'm trying to come up with some new drinks. Do you want to be, uh, and I'm like, yes, before he says guinea pig. Right, yeah. like you like, know it. He, he made a cocktail with um, like actual corn like syrup. Like He made a corn simple syrup, and it tastes like corn. Hmm. And he uses that in a cocktail. Like he took canned corns and he mashed them down and then... Yeah, and then made a syrup out of it. <laughs> uh, but it was just it's this, this corn cocktail with like a blackberry... Uh, liqueur or blackberry syrup at the bottom of it and it is so good it's not super sweet um, like that's the thing too like you go into crew and the bar t- I'm going to be bar backing uh, just helping them out um, and like learning and then maybe working my way up but yeah. if I just bar back there that's fine 
Uh, but you can go in and they'll ask a few questions and then give you exactly what you were kind of feeling. Yeah. It's like, what kind of, like, what, um, what are, dark liquor, light liquor, are you thinking, like, vodka, do you want a whiskey drink, do you want gin, uh, how much citrus, do you want it sweet, not sweet, and they'll whip something up, and it's great every yeah. time. And if you don't Let's like something now. about the drink. Let's go there now. What time is it? I don't oh, care. Oh, they're about closed. Um, <laughs> but Let's if you don't like tomorrow. something about the drink and you mention it, they're like, oh, cool, like, what What do you think we can do to fix it? Do, yeah. uh, do you want to, this, 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 like, they will do everything that they can to make sure that it's That's pretty cool. Fixed. So it's like, it's, we're it's selling nice the that... children to your parents tomorrow. We're going there. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm feeling right now. Take out a small loan. <laughs> Damn it. No, I'm just kidding. It's, but yeah. So, and then I'm still working at the school, which yeah, is yeah. great. That's going wonderful. You sound more excited about working with liquor. <laughs> Either way, I'm, I'm working with children. About am I right? With liquor. <laughs> I usually had one of my coworkers text me and he's like, hey, I have a friend who's looking for other people to help out with this job thing. And I told him your name and if you get a call from like this area code, that's them. And I'm like, okay. And so I'm out delivering mail one evening because that's how I do. And phone rings with the area code, and I pick it up, and this girl's talking to me. But it's, like, one of those, like, sketchy, like, you're still not sure what the hell you would be doing thing. She's like, yeah, it's, like, 8 to 10 hours per week, and something about phones and computers. And it's like, what exactly would I be doing? Well, I can't explain it right now on the phone call. But, like, we have, like, this information sit down. I'm like, that sounds like a scam pyramid scheme kind of bullshit thing to me. Yeah, if you, can't tell, me, if you like, can't tell me what the job is right away, like... Right. I, if you I can't explain it to me in five minutes or less, that sounds like you're making a shit ton of money when I'm going to be working a lot for you and not making much at all. And honestly, right now, I don't have eight to ten free hours per week anyway. That's true. <laughs> it's like, I work, I go home, I eat, I sleep, I rinse, I repeat. Yeah, the best jobs are, what am I doing? You move box there. You take box from here, you move box there. And it's sold. And I, I get, and I get how much for this? Many money. All right. <laughs> you get I'll so you, many. I've been, I've been working on my Eastern European accent. <laughs> Thank you, it Vladimir. Shows. It shows you're doing great. Thank you, Vladimir. It's going, it's going kind of well. <laughs> it's not as good as I'd like it to be, but it is getting there. Uh, I'm looking at getting one job. I, uh, I had a, a sit down, um, kind of the same thing, but except she was like, Hey, uh, you'll be selling insurance, but I'm going to let my boss explain to you exactly what it is. And I said, okay. Uh, and I was like, does it pay well? She's like, yeah, it pays really well. And I was like, all right, I'll listen, you know, yeah. because, uh, why not? And he's like, so, uh, when people get, I think it's Medicare. I, I haven't started studying it. Um, I, you have to like pass this test to be an insurance agent. But once you do, you can start selling insurance. But the good thing about this, um, I'm a little apprehensive about it because I, I guess I still don't know everything mm -hmm. yet, obviously. 
But basically what you're doing is you're selling Medicare supplemental packages to old people who need them anyways. And uh, most of the packages that they get are free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically you're just signing people up for stuff that they need anyways. Uh, and when you do, you get paid a lot of money for that. And uh, like she was telling me, the, the top seller in this guy's company last year made $79,000. And so I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll check it out. You know, see what... Basically, you're you're talking to retirees and saying, hey, you know, Medicare covers this much, you need something. And, like, some of them do cost money, I guess, but most of them do not. And uh, if they need it anyways, I can talk to anybody, you know. And so I'm hoping that I'm going to, you know, study for this thing and take this test and see what happens. But um, if it goes over well and I'm good at it, you know, it'll, uh, you know, I'll be able to afford to live and stuff. So that's, You'll be rich. You know, do be doing better than I am now. Rich-ish. Yeah, well-off-ish, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, like, I think, you know, everybody has different... I've heard people say that, you know, $50,000 a year is poor, and I'm like, fuck. I'd be okay with being poor for right. fifty grand a year. You know? Right. Yeah, we've been poor forever. Yeah. Right. Shit. I remember one year I lived completely on my own for like twenty one thousand dollars. So yeah. You know, if I make double that, then you know I might even be able to take a vacation once in a while. Ooh. Oh yeah, girl. Vacation. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just uh, I've been uh, I've been pretty depressed lately. Um, and so I've just kind of been trying to get through that, I guess, and I haven't been real motivated, but, you know, I've got this, uh, the sick cheaters, the show cheaters, yeah, Yeah, the sick cheaters joke I'm working on. Hell yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Is that still on? Yeah, dude. (laughs) I've been doing, I've been, I've been doing research. Is it like, not this Monday, like last Monday? Yeah. yeah, last Monday we were just sitting there like it's because I was, I was, yeah, I was writing. I was at, I was at Broken Saddle with Ian. Uh, did you ever have the mic that night? No. No. So only one person came up and it's somebody I don't like. Uh, so I was like, hey man, I'm leaving. Um, but before that, we, I was like, I've been working on this joke about how cancer. I, I'm sorry, people who listen. I've been joke. I've been writing this joke about how cancer survivor, cancer survivors shouldn't allow it to be on singing competitions, you yeah. know, because it gives oh, them an unfair yeah. edge, you know, because everybody already feels sorry for you. Um, and uh, I was like, so part of the joke is like, oh, they should have their own show. And, and so I'm like, that would be like the saddest show probably that's ever been on TV. Well, since Cheaters was on it, and so I'll talk about Cheaters. But yeah, yeah dude, they, they're on season 16, I think we, yeah. we looked up. A ridiculous uh, amount Are they still on? Uh, are married people still cheating on each other? It's, yeah. it's crazy, man, because I, I watched one of the newer episodes, and, like, the production value is so bad. It's oh, like, the production value is, like, the show Cheaters, with their production value, is, like, if the show Wayne's World got into investigative journalism, you know? <laughs> like, it is 
crazy how Public they broadcast <laughs> gone awry. Alright, we couldn't afford any hidden cameras, but what we're gonna do is gonna duct tape this old flip phone and have <laughs> no. it set to record for the life of its twenty minute battery. Alright, Jeremy. Just run after the men. <laughs> Here, but first, before you take off, we need to duct tape this Motorola razor to your forehead. <laughs> we want to get a first-hand account. Stacy, oh, Stacy how could you do this? <laughs> it's mm. like watching the Jerry Springer show. How do you so how do you cool. caption the sound of a man healing off of the scene? <laughs> <laughs> Healy off the ceiling. <laughs> Healy's sadly into the sunset. Uh, Brandon, how's um, how's being a stay-at-home stay dad? dad? You know, it's uh, it's it's I it's so much stuff, man. <laughs> Just like I'm busy. I'm so busy. Like it's I can't. I'm so sad, and lonely. <laughs> um, no, I uh, I had to call in actually this weekend. Wait, call um, into your stay-at-home dad job? Yeah, I was like, I can't make it. <laughs> and, and, and Brandon, Trish, you're in bed. <laughs> well, I, I'm sick. Yeah, Trisha answered the phone, and she's like, I'm in the kitchen. Just walk out here. <laughs> um, but no, I had to call into uh, to uh, my my job that I left and basically set it up to where, like, I, I called them, and I was like, all right, I'm at the end of my winter leave what do I do now or what do I have to do on my end to make everything like legal and copacetic to where when I come back in a couple of years I can actually apply and you guys aren't like no 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 you left without you know so much as a fuck you like you you're gonna stay gone um and they're like oh yeah all you have to do is, is print out like a a resignation letter and you know that way we can file it away and it's all legal and and you know they can pull it up later when you apply again and be like, oh yeah, no, everything's fine. And hire him back. He was a good worker. So, um, I got that set up and as soon as I got off the phone call, this immediate like weight fell on my shoulders. Like, oh shit. Like this is now it's real. You know, before it's like, oh yeah, I'm doing the stay at home dad thing for a couple weeks. And at the end of it, we may not like it. And I can just, I can go back and everything's fine. And and everything's good and, and all this, but then getting off the phone call, it's like, oh yeah, no, you're jobless now. It's like, fuck, that's heavy, you know. And then so the idea that if she ever gets sick, or you know something big comes up, you know, and we need to pay for it, it's like, fuck. Like I I bring nothing to the table now, other than you know taking care of laundry and and dinner around the house and picking up that kind of thing. Like I've got the home side of things you know, all figured out. But as far as like bringing anything monetary to the table, I'm at a loss. So I've been kind of dealing with that over the last couple of days, that, that feeling of like, fuck, what exactly do I bring to the table? You know? Um, I'm personally thrilled. She loves it because, you know, (laughs) I'm getting fed. I'm getting fed so good. (laughs) So, so good. Hell yeah. Like, I... Brandon knows how to cook. (laughs) You have no idea this... Like, I'm like, why the flip have I been cooking for the last few years? Like, I suck. I'm gonna move in. Like, seriously. Hey, we got somebody moving out here very soon, so... Sweet. (laughs) Honestly, like... 
Personally, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled though. Come on in. Is it Jack? Is he moving out? <laughs> he, he actually Jack? got a modeling gig. He's he's on he his seems, way. Out. Yeah, he seems. Uh, you haven't been pulling your weight, bud. You yeah. need to... He's gonna be the new Gerber baby. He's an old. He's an old soul. Yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a four year old future Gerber baby. <laughs> Mother, father. Right. It seems I've outgrown my time here. <laughs> If that man ever says those words, I will literally, like, cry. That young little man. Thrilled. Thrilled. She wants him gone. She's like, no. already? She's like, get the fuck out. 14 years till he's out of this fucking house. I just hope Jack can never get to that moment in his life where he's that... What's the word I'm Well put together. For? Confident. Self-sufficient. Eloquent. Okay. Fair. Jack's a parrot with Jack's autism part of his uh, one of his main symptoms I guess is there's a word for it it's like echolalation or something really similar to that but he's a parrot so if you say Jack did you have a good day Jack says good day Jack what are you doing what are you doing Jack repeats back what you say to him. So when you can actually get an answer from Jack, part of it is, like, you can train him to give an answer. Jack, did you have a good day? And then you can train him to say yes. Yeah. But you never really know if that's what Jack's thoughts are. You know, otherwise, when Jack's free-flowing, a lot of what Jack comes up with is, look, Mom, airplane, airplane. Look, Mom, airplane. Look, Mom, airplane. And then you repeat that about ten more times. Mm. Like, lately, he likes... Because I keep my keys on a lanyard, and so when you obviously move it, it makes, like, a little bell sound. So I put that on him at night, and he thinks that great. He thinks that's great. So he walks around, fire chief. I'm a fire chief, Mom. (laughs) Fire chief. Look at the hose. Fire chief, Mom. So... If Jack ever looks at me and says, Mother, I've reached the end of my days here. I feel like I'm going to move <laughs> forward with my life and pursue my own interests. I will literally wet myself with excitement. So. I I've take been reading house. the dictionary and a thesaurus. <laughs> right. I feel like I can really truly express myself now. Oh my god! Ah! Mommy, I found the <laughs> book with all the words. <laughs> Jack, did you get into the LSD again? No! <laughs> Except with this Jack. This is how I am now. <laughs> Except with Jack, it'll be LSD again? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean LSD again? Oh my god, am I thought. What is that? The did most exciting. Did you get into the LSD again? Silence, dragon! <laughs> uh, so. I, I don't. We hadn't talked about this earlier, but I'm going to throw this out there, and let's just see what happens. So, uh, Ian and I and a few other friends are in this group chat, right? Uh, and I've seen a bunch of this, anyways. And I, I most of the time I just ignore it and I like tell myself I'm not going to engage. Uh, but like you know the the, I feel like the vaccination uh, debate has gotten pretty heavy. Recently, like I mean, yeah, it's been going like that a way huge for measles outbreak again. Right, it's been going. You know, it's it's been getting deeper and kind of maybe dark for a while. But um, you know, I, I definitely have some acquaintances or friends on Facebook that don't believe in 
vaccines, you know. So we and hope they die soon and don't breed. I, well, and they have kids, and I, I you know, obviously, I don't hope anything bad for them, but no, we hope you the know, kids grow want, up and get their own vaccination. Right, and I, I, you know, I want everybody to be okay, but it, it does it, it frustrates me. It really upsets me. But uh, a friend of ours, um, you know, was talking about somebody she knows was posting that, and we just kind of got on that kick. We were talking about it earlier today. Um, and, like, I posted something. We all, well, not all of us, a few of us posted things about, hey, vaccinate your kids. Um, and normally I stay out of it. But as somebody who, you know, you guys have a son who has autism, yeah. do you ever think, like, you know, I mean, like, do I guess I what, what do you... Do I worry that maybe that was a problem? No, I don't think... I mean, I'm not even going to ask that because it's been proven that vaccines don't cause that. Yeah, autism. we know that with 100% certainty. But, like, no, you that know... That's not the problem. I just think, like, you know... What, you know, like, would you... Say say somebody was, like... Because what we were talking about is, like, why do we value sickness and death over disabilities? Like, why would you say... Well, it might give my kid autism, so I'm not going to vaccinate. Like, so my question, I guess, is if you could go back and take away Jack's autism, um, but you couldn't vaccinate him, what, like... Yeah, I'm still well, going to vaccinate the, him. <laughs> the, the idea kind of is, is funny to me because, admittedly, I'm not, um, I'm not totally knowledgeable on the the medical world mm. and Stupid exactly knowledgeable. and exactly what goes on and that is where she comes in right but um, even even for me kind of kind of uh, somebody that that's ignorant or, or dumb to you know what all is out there the the question pops into my head is like would I rather would I rather my kid have autism or measles or it's, it's like I'm gonna go autism like every single time. Okay. You know, it's just it's at the end of the at the end of the day, it it kind of I don't know I I kind of start thinking about like these people what's their big hang up about autism? It's like right. you, oh unfortunately you're gonna have to spend time with your kid and like help them work out what is ultimately their fucking road. Right. Like you you get them. Yes, you get them until they're 18, usually, you know, before yeah. you, you set them free and do that. You may have to spend a little bit more time with your kid, you know, going over the basics and, and right. spend a little bit more time loving your kid. What's so fucking bad about that? You know, I... I no matter how hard that autism gets, it's never going to have a chance of death. Yeah. Like, that's right. what I think people forget. And I think that's... That's kind of, like, the main problem, is people, like, that are currently breeding don't remember measles. Like, that was never a thing when I was a kid, because no. by that time, like we chicken were pox all I had chicken pox, but... Yeah, yeah I had chicken pox twice. I, I actually had pox. them when I was 13, no. and at 13, let me tell you, that was just the worst. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I was literally, like, from the scalp, like, from my scalp to the bottom of my feet, like, covered. And I'm still, like, pretty scarred from it. Oh, really? And that was the worst because at no point did it itch. 
None. There was zero itch. It was 100% pain. No, my sure. skin hurt. I yeah. couldn't even wash my hair for like well after a week because it was Oof. just literally pain. Just to even touch, yeah. And, and I couldn't brush my hair. I couldn't wash it. The most we could do was like run water through my hair. But it mm. was like, I mean, and so you got to think at the end of it, it was just like, it was kind of like when you see those sad dogs that have not been groomed forever and they're just right, right. mad. And yeah. That was like me, but at 13. And then I got to go back to school, you know, basically covered in scabs and scars. Yeah. And enjoy my 13-year-old, you know, adolescent life of being, you know, looked at like, oh, great. You know? And right. so when they came out with the chicken pox vaccine, oh, my God, I was freaking thrilled i was like none of my children will ever have to go through that my brother ended up with a secondary infection and had to go through a whole second treatment for chicken pox because he's he you know all the scabs that were scratched and and opened and blisters Mm. and whatnot got infected again so i mean it it's not like Oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. It's like, okay, yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal for some people. Mm-hmm. But it's like, do you really want your kid to endure a week of, you know, misery? Because what? You think you can... You, oh, well, just deal with being miserable. You know, and then those same people go to the doctors. Well, can't you do something? Yeah, it's called stopping it before it starts. There's no treatment for it. It's a virus. Same as the measles. Same as all these. They're viruses. There's literally no medicine you can give. You you sit there and you watch your kids suffer mm. and hope they come out the other end okay and, you know, see what happens. Right. And, I, well, and admittedly so, like, we have with, with Jack's uh, with Jack's autism we have it pretty easy in the in the fact that he's he's for the most part smiling all the time yeah. and he's he's a pretty uh, pretty good like go along to get along kind of kid right. and we'll we'll play with whoever and we'll for the most part talk to anybody you know but sure we have to spend a little bit more time um, reading a book to him or you know telling his options at a restaurant or mm. or whatever that kind of thing but i know i'm not so dumb to to think that our our version of autism here at the house is the same as most other people's version of autism everywhere else like i i have been around uh friends of mine who have kids who have autism where it's it's a little bit harder to carry on a conversation with them because yeah. either they they can't speak, don't want to speak, don't feel comfortable speaking, whatever the case may be, or, you know, they, they only yell or they only whisper. Mm-hmm. Or um, you know, if they if they are going to talk at all, you have to be in a completely different room because they don't want you to see them or they can't see you when they speak, that kind of thing. Like one of our friends' little girls has like uh, sensory issues. Like, she got crumbs on her face, so she's freaking out. But then the idea of having another cloth or something wet in, on her face is another sensory issue. Oh. So, I mean, it's like, how do you cure one thing when the cure for that thing is another problem? Yeah. Right. Well, I, I was thinking, you know, I have, like, one friend who, one of the people I know, um, who is, you know, anti-vaccines, 
Um, her. Does she use the word sheeple? I swear to God, they all do. No, I don't think so. And I mean, <laughs> she, she, really like you know. I don't think she's ever like tried to tell other people. She's just like you know. For me, this is I know what I that yeah. that you know vaccines are not good, or I have my my, you know, I don't trust them or, or whatever it is, you know. But her son has autism, and he, as far as I know, you know, is. Uh, completely nonverbal and you know has like outbursts and, and temper tantrums and you know it's just really um you know like she like he used to go to like this daycare for kids with autism but like you know it was just like you know he would like uh freak out and you know like hurt other kids and you know they they tried like that she there was this big post you know with all of her other anti-vaccine friends because she said, um, you know, they thought there's this clinic somewhere in the Northeast, you know, like New England area where they deal specifically with people with this type of autism or whatever. And she right. said, but it was like a, a, I think, 60 day, like intensive, like program. And she's like, I could never leave my kid for that long, you know. Right. And so, you know, like I sympathize with her, but I also think like, you know. The, this is better than than death, probably. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you I know. think it's hard too because, like, as time has gone on and it's become more well diagnosed. Mm-hmm. You know, twenty years ago, Jack wouldn't have been autistic. They would have just said, "Oh, he's a little behind," or "Jack's just Jack." You know, it yeah. just it's just a a, a personality issue. You know, it would have been something completely different. You know, but now as time goes on, it's more well diagnosed. It's more properly diagnosed. So more kids are getting diagnosed. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, more kids are getting vaccinated. So more kids are being autistic. Whereas there's huge leaps now and they're finding tons and tons of research saying this is most likely genetic. If you have siblings, they're most likely going to have an autistic sibling especially in twins i want to say it's something like 75 percent chance that if one twin has it the other twin's gonna have it especially yeah. like in identicals there's almost always a familiar a familial familial yeah. uh tie to it so then you've got to think what's you know at the end of the day you've got to look at things and go do i blame myself because i know i probably pass this on or is it easier to be like no 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 uh, i'm i'm fine i couldn't have had something go wrong i'm going to blame vaccines because that's something that i have no control over and we we've, yeah. we've got uh, a buddy who um they took their son to um to Iowa City and he was diagnosed autistic, so they put him in a uh, special school, set him up with a tutor, a speech therapist, and all that, and about a year and a half later, they took him back, or, well, no, it wasn't that soon, I'm sorry, um, but a couple years later, they took him back for a, a checkup, you know, and um, they ended up rescinding um, their diagnosis. They said he's, from from all looks of it like he's he's fine you have nothing to worry about it's not necessarily something that you 
cure, but something that you can occasionally work with, depending on the severity of, of the original diagnosis. I mean, there's high-functioning yeah. uh, diagnoses of autism, too. Absolutely. Sure. My brother, well, it used to be called Asperger's, but now Asperger's is just a place on the spectrum. But my brother you know was never officially diagnosed but as years went by and more studies came out it was like yeah yeah that's Asperger's if ever we saw it and you know they say too um I don't know if it's still called this but for a while it was called the uh uh Silicon Valley disease because Mm. so many people on the west coast like specifically Silicon Valley people that tended to be very computer-oriented, very math-specific, but not necessarily, like, super, like, sociable, tended to have more autistic kids, which then started to make people think, hmm, this maybe is, you know, a genetic thing. Like, look at the parents. What kind of, you know, personalities do they have? Like, you know, are they you know, hardwired a certain way and is it more possible that they're going to turn out, you know, an autistic kid? The way I look at it in the end is like I don't have the statistics in front of me right now, but I'd like to believe that you're more likely to die from measles and autism. <laughs> oh, you, you know, 100% yeah. are. That's just yeah. That's. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Oh, I actually did um, multiple papers on this when I was in college and and the, it's just one of my passions. It's one of the few conversations I can't have with anti-vaxxers because I will soon turn into a screaming freak because I there's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of studies that mm. all come back every single time. There is no link to vaccines and autism. And right. of the eight studies that had been put out and the doctors were either eventually discredited for uh, like fudging material Mm. or skewing results to where they could get it like the most common one everybody thinks of is Andrew Wakefield who was literally trying to patent his own vaccines while trying to put a paper together using kids from his son's birthday party to make the paper saying that the MMR vaccine caused autism. Mm. Like, that was... That was... And this is actually all true stuff. It was literally a group of kids from his kid's birthday party, and he, in fact, was trying to patent his own vaccine. Wow. So... It's very, and he eventually was, I don't know what the word is for, like, disbarred, but, like, he was stripped of his medical license due to all the things that it was just so obscenely, like, blatantly wrong. Right. But, yeah, I think that's the, the problem. People forgot what it looked like. My mom's sister had polio and was eventually... Um, disabled because of it. Really? And you don't see it anymore because it used to just be the doctor said, we're giving you the shot now, and you got the shot. Right. And now it's like, 
would you like the shot? And let me tell you from experience, from like having three kids so far, every time they said, would you like the shot? Yup. Okay, this one's new and it's not required. Yup. Right. We're we're starting this new one for Hep A. Great. Do you have it? Let's do it. Like every time they're like, "There's a vaccine. We're going to stop a whole disease from happening." Like Dominic, I he got the Gardasil shot. It stops cervical cancer. Will Dominic ever have cervical cancer? Highly unlikely, as that he does not actually own a cervix. But yep. will he ever pass it on to another girl who could get cervical cancer? Sure won't. And every one of my kids is going to get the same set of shots. And when they make more shots that stop other things, we're going to get all of those. We actually picked a pediatrician, our pediatrician's office. Ten for one specialist. (laughs) (laughs) Our pediatrician's office will not accept kids who are not vaccinated. Yeah, I've heard. That's that was the main reason we chose them. They straight up have had parents call in, well, I want my kid to have a pediatrician there. And the first question they ask them is, are you going to vaccinate your kids? And if the answer is no, they straight up tell them, we will not accept your child as a patient. You are not allowed to bring your kid here if you are not allowed, or if you are not going to get the vaccines. It's, it's very dark, but I still stand by the idea. I'd rather, I'd rather go through the, the process of taking my son to a specialized school every day and picking him up from that school and, and loving him and giving him dinner and putting him to bed and waking up and, and doing it all over again uh, rather than having to go visit his tombstone yep. because we were so hard-headed about it that we were like, eh, let's risk measles. Sure. You know? So. I think the most important thing for any anti-vaxxers to do is look at the statistics of places that don't have those vaccines rolling. Like, most people don't know what polio is, but you go to the Middle East, polio is huge there still. Really? Because there is such a... It's... Um, people there don't trust outside medicine. When they come in and they're like, we're going to vaccinate you, people are scared to death of it because they think it's some sort of like government like weird program that they're trying to kill off people. Um, in Africa, people walk 30 miles with their kids on their back to get a measles vaccine because measles is still a thing. And last year alone, I think over 100,000 kids died from measles. And it's Jesus. still, it's, it's not like, oh yeah, I mean like, it happens, but it doesn't happen here because, you know, our medicine's better. And it's like, no. It doesn't happen here because we still are on an edge of herd herd immunity. But the more people that are like, oh, we don't have to worry about it. I mean, sure, international travel is super easy right now, and measles cases can spread super fast. Mm -hmm. You know, measles is more, uh, you are more likely to get measles from a passerby than you are a flu. Like, measles transmits faster and easier than the flu. Measles will stay in a room after an infected person has left for up to two hours. So if somebody went to the doctor with measles and you came in an hour later and that person's long gone, you are still exposed. Uh Uh-uh. Yep. Shit. 
Vaccinate your fucking kids. Right. Right? So Teach them not to be fucking assholes. <laughs> and so, if you don't vaccinate your kids, when they turn 18, you're going to tell them to vaccinate themselves. Well, yeah, there's that there story actually, that came yeah. out of yeah. uh, these teenagers who are, like, sneaking out and going to doctors and be like, uh, there's a measles outbreak. Yeah. I don't want to die. Right. Yeah. I still got fucking to do when I'm a teenager. <laughs> right. They had, uh, there was, like, some, four, was it 14-year-old boy? It's like, a, yeah, 13, news. 14, I think. Yeah. yeah, he snuck out against his parents' wishes and went and got vaccinated. And weirdly enough, still not autistic. That is weird. Maybe it takes a while to kick in. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> it. Yeah. Give him a week. I always <laughs> want to, I always ask the people that are anti-vaxxers, what about kids that have never been vaccinated and they're autistic? Like, how there, do you explain that? There, there was a, I, I saw just like, you know, a screenshot of some conversation which was like uh i have autism and i was vaccinated you know so or or no i i'm sorry i was not vaccinated it sounds like i'm taking the anti-vaxxer side no she's like my parents didn't vaccinate and i'm still autistic so yeah yeah those are the it's trying to argue with those people is the same as trying to argue with flat earthers it's like here's all these pictures and evidence and and a billion people saying this is correct, and they're like, no. Nope. Fake news. I yeah, we it. have this other dude who runs a, a, a essential oil shop who's telling me that it does cause autism, right. so. Right. I heard this lady behind me at Walgreens say that it does do this, so I'm going to listen to her. Yeah. But did you guys know that if you rub a little bit of peppermint oil on your cheeks every day, the ants won't eat your insides? <laughs> Thank God for that. All right. Right. All right. Well, then, uh, I think that about does it for this episode. Woo! Uh, long episode. Thank you for for joining us on this on this long winding road. Roller coaster of a ride. Right. <laughs> was um, I not right about the tangents? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You were spot on. Um, spot all right. Well, uh, for for the Breakfast Lads Tribunal, this is Brandon. This is Jake. I'm Ian. I'm still Trish. And we will see you next time. Vaccinate Cheers. your children. I got it. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Oh, son of a bitch, I forgot about it. Stay fresh, cheese bags. child be ready for kindergarten? At Chesterbrook Academy Preschool, the answer is yes. Our curriculum offers the perfect balance of learning and play. Our teachers personalize that experience for each child through engaging activities that develop the skills they need to be ready for what comes next. Attend a Chesterbrook Academy open house on Saturday, August 3rd from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. To find a preschool near you, click the banner or visit chesterbrookacademy.com. That's chesterbrookacademy.com.